Love shows up in many forms. Sometimes it is a handcrafted card mailed with kindness and delivered to your mailbox. Sometimes love is time together on the porch, swapping stories and watching the sky change. Sometimes love shows up in a text or direct message from a friend you haven't seen recently with a meme that makes you laugh. And sometimes love shows up through homemade cookies, perfect for sharing. Now, my Grandma Holly, whom some of you remember, used to sit right over there, two pews back from the front. Grandma Holly used to love to bake treats for her grandkids. Her lemon squares were famous throughout Matthews and Gloucester counties, and she had an oatmeal cookie recipe that she would personalize for each of her six grandchildren. My brother likes to keep things simple, so she would just add chocolate chips to his batch. But I like to sweeten things up with some variety. So my cookies included chocolate chips, butterscotch chips, and craisins. Each grandchild had our own special mix. And once I left for college, Grandma Cookie's packages were the most thrilling mail I received. My hallmates caught on that when I came back to the dorm with a big box, it was an exciting day. All through my college years, Grandma Cookies healed broken hearts after a rough breakup and offered a crunchy pick-me-up after a disappointing test or paper was returned. They were cherished for birthdays and good surprises too. But I will never forget the community built with Grandma Cookies during the fall of my freshman year. In late September, the news spread around the campus like high tide. A junior had died during an accident kayaking in West Virginia. Now, I didn't know Chris, but several of my classmates lived on the floor where Chris was a hall counselor. Not really sure what to do, Two friends and I headed up to the fourth floor of their dorm with a large tin of grandma cookies in tow. We found most of the hall crammed into Dan and Grady's room, and we stood in the doorway, just listening. After a few minutes, I opened the old Christmas cookie tin and started to pass them around. It was like the widow's oil after Elijah's visit. The guys kept passing the tin and taking two or three cookies at a time, and it seemed like the cookies would never run out. We cried and laughed together as memories of Chris were shared. When I remember that time, I realize it was a sacred moment when hearts united by grief, 
found comfort in community. Later, when I told Grandma Holly the story, I thanked her for her TLC and gift of compassion through that huge tin of cookies. I promised to always share her cookies whenever she sent them. Because sometimes love shows up carefully wrapped in an old Christmas cookie tin. Love shows up throughout scripture. It's the through line of God's story. We believe that God created the world with love, sent Jesus in love, and works through the Spirit by loving us still. Last week, love showed up as the Spirit united Peter with the Ethiopian. And in this week's lectionary gospel reading, Jesus teaches the disciples then and us, his followers today, about love. Now, this is not the sentimental hallmark movie emotion that leads you to add multiple heart emojis to a text. No, the love of God is love in action. Jesus embodies love in how he treats people, healing with a tender touch, sharing a meal with society's outcasts, listening with compassion. As we continue to celebrate the season of Easter, we return to important lessons Jesus taught his disciples. So listen now to this teaching of Jesus from the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the father will give you whatever you ask in his name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This lesson begins and ends with Jesus teaching his disciples to love one another. Now, if you tune out for the rest of this sermon, I hope that you will remember how Jesus opened and closed these verses. Love one another. It's a simple thing to say, just three words and four syllables. It's simple to say to the disciples, love one another. And yet Jesus knows it is a difficult way to live life. Remember, the disciples are still in the room where Jesus has just washed and dried their feet. Jesus has shown up 
with love and devotion, even though he knows the disciples will betray him. Such love in action changes hearts. Such love in action changes lives. Frederick Beekner writes about this kind of love. In the Christian sense, love is not primarily an emotion, but an act of the will. When Jesus tells us to love our neighbors or to love one another, he is not telling us to love them in the sense of responding to them with a cozy emotional feeling. On the contrary, he is telling us to love our neighbors and the sense of being willing to work for their well-being, even if it means sacrificing our own well-being to that end. Jesus shows up with love like this. He calls the disciples his friends. He washes their feet by hand. He encourages them to share his radical love. Jesus models how to work for the well-being of all while valuing the dignity of each person. For over a year now, we have been asked to work for the well-being of others. As we continue to witness the many costs of the COVID pandemic, we are called to consider our community and how we live day to day. We limit our time together, keep changing our routines, wear masks indoors, volunteer to receive vaccines, and we have even spent more than a year without worshiping in this beautiful sanctuary together. We have acted out of love for our neighbors, for their welfare and safety. And we continue to discern the most loving way to be the church, how to live out God's love in these changing times. We strive to love our neighbors by responding with caution and care during these difficult days. We understand the challenges of living with the greater good of the community in mind. We have fresh examples of following Jesus and loving our neighbors. Jesus emphasizes that loving one another will bear fruit that will last. Jesus prepares the disciples to continue his ministry after the resurrection guiding them to trust that God will be at work through them. By calling the disciples his friends, Jesus offers them a way to continue his work, led by his love. Jesus has shared the hope and vision of God with them so that they too can share the good news. He has demonstrated the breadth and depth of God's love for all, children, women, men, the sick, the grieving, the wealthy, and the suffering. The disciples are examples of the power of God's grace, for God's grace has chosen them. Jesus reminds the disciples that they did not apply for this position, 
They didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose them in an act of grace and love. So by extending God's grace and love with others, the disciples will have an impact in ways they would never imagine. God's love can surprise us with its transformational power. God's love in action has changed many people, is changing many people, and will continue to change lives for wholeness and joy. I want to share one final story of love in action. One more example of loving one another as Jesus teaches his disciples. A few years ago, I heard this story on NPR's StoryCorps, and it has stuck with me. It's a story about how two men responded to the needs of others with care, devotion, and love. When an assisted living home in California shut down in the fall of 2013, many of its residents were left behind with nowhere to go. The staff at the Valley Springs Manor left when they stopped getting paid, except for the cook, Maurice Rowland, and Miguel Alvarez, the janitor. There were about 16 residents left behind, and we had a conversation in the kitchen. What are we going to do, Rowland says. If we left, they wouldn't have anybody, Alvarez replied. Their roles quickly transformed for the elderly residents who needed round-the-clock care. I would only go home for one hour, take a shower, get dressed, and then be there for a 24-hour day, says Alvarez. Roland remembers passing out medications during those long days. He says he didn't want to leave the residents, some who were coping with dementia, to fend for themselves. I just couldn't see myself going home, said Roland. Even though they weren't our family, they were kind of like our family for this short period of time. For Alvarez, the situation brought back memories from his childhood. My parents, when they were younger, they left me abandoned, he says. Knowing how they are going to feel, I didn't want them to go through that. Alvarez and Roland spent several days caring for the elderly residents of Valley Springs Manor until the fire department and sheriff took over and placed the remaining residents elsewhere. And that incident led to legislation in California so that this won't happen again, known as the Residential Care for the Elderly Reform Act of 2014. Now, Alvarez and Roland focused on the health and well-being for the 16 residents left behind, putting the welfare of the residents above their own. They worked around the clock, making sure the residents were cared for, showing up with love and comfort. They treated these people as they would treat their own family and friends. It's that kind of love Jesus wants his disciples to live fully. It's that kind of obedience to God's love that we are called to live.
God's love continues to show up and guide us. God's love shows up as the bells ring out each Monday, lamenting the lives lost in Richmond to gun violence. God's love shows up with each sandwich made and lunch shared with our guests at walk-in. God's love shows up with every purchase of equal exchange coffee and tea, supporting local farmers in Central America. God's love shows up when a meal is provided for the Ukirk students when they get together. Friends, God's love shows up here in Richmond and around the world. God's love shows up when we care for one another, sharing cookies, meals in a nursing home, and taking precautions in public. God's love shows up when we show up for each other. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to love one another abundantly, trusting that we are beloved by God. May the Spirit inspire us to share the love. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. Everlasting God, we thank you for your love. We strive to follow Jesus and to love one another. Hold us close when we suffer and send us out with courage so that we can share your love and your hope with all whom we meet. Inspired by the Spirit, we pray. Amen.